the 17th episode of congratulations how did we do it that means we've been going 17 weeks strong without a fucking hiccup isn't that amazing i think it's amazing i mean it's not amazing you know it's not amazing considering that they can do brain surgery and take out cancer in your um you know uh mouth and shit but it's amazing in the sense that it's that white girl amazing shit when they're like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. And they're just talking about, like, sushi. It's amazing in that sense. Uh, so thank you for helping out and being on this journey with me. I hate when people say things are a journey when you're not actually trekking through the jungle. But we're going to call this a journey, a 17th, 17-week journey that we went through together, mostly me. And you guys were there, too, kind of just overseeing it, like how... Um, like in the Hunger Games, when the people who created the Hunger Games were just kind of like watching everybody kill themselves, even though it had nothing to do, even though they didn't really have anything to do with it. You guys are those fucking people. You guys are those, uh, the bad, you guys are the bad guys, basically. And I'm the hero. And that's how it's going to be. Uh, but you know what? Nonetheless, you guys are my babies. And hi, um, I'm here in, I'm here in Toronto. And uh, I'm here. I'm back in Toronto because we had to finish the movie uh, that I'm doing called Life in a Year. And um, I'm here for another week. And this time around in Toronto, not so lonely. A lot more fun. The weather's awesome. Um, I have a a buddy that I've been hanging out with. Um, And uh, he's been taking me around, showing me some stuff also. There are other cast members here now that I've been hanging out with. Um, And uh, so this Toronto looks like a little bit more of a place that I might move to, Uh, which I won't. But you know what I mean? You look that you you feel that way sometimes when you stay somewhere for a while. You're you're, you're there for a while. I mean, I've been here for four weeks total now. It's going to be another week. And you get that thing where at the end of the movie where you're like, all right, it's time to leave. And then somebody's like, I'm staying. And they're like, what? They're like, I'm staying, man. You know, there's nothing for me out there. I belong here, you know. Brent Morn and I used to do that joke when we were on the road together, when we were on the Undateable Tour. Or when, I think way back when, when he used to open for me, we used to be like, we used to like pretend we were leaving. We were when we were leaving on like the Sunday from the road, and he'd be like, "We're st- I'm staying." It was funny. Missed those days, but you know I'll miss these days sooner or later. That's that's the thing about retrospect, retros- retrospect or retrospect, retrospect, because it candy coats everything. Retrospect, doesn't it? Right? You could be uh, you could spend one month getting your getting a fucking hot poker in the ass, uh, and it would suck. And then in five years, you'd be like, God, remember that? Remember that? Oh, it sucked, didn't it? But fuck, man. 
Ah, something about it. Just fucking getting through it all. I mean, yeah, it hurt my asshole. But just, I don't know, man. So funny. Right? Retrospect does candy coat everything like that. I've always thought that, too. Ever since I was... Because who the fuck liked high school? I hated high school. Hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Like in the old and living color shit. And uh, and then I, I fucking went back to the high school like a year later just to walk around. And I was like, ah, this still sucks. But then I went back like six years later. And I was like, ah, oh, man, it's pretty cool. Then, you know, super creepy that I was six years later in uh, hanging out at a high school. But anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, so, yeah, this is episode 17. And I've been having a great time in Toronto. I've had some days off. I'm like the, I don't know, I'm like the fifth, I'm like the fourth or fifth main character in this movie. So I I don't shoot every day. Um, So I've been, I've had a lot of downtime. So I I have been buying clothes and shoes and coffees. And yeah, Uh, you know. That's the thing about not having a, a nine to five is like you spend a lot more money if you don't have a nine to five because you're not you know, when you're at your work you're not spending money you're making money, but when you have days off, and you're in a fucking great city, you're spending money, especially if you're making money you're spending it. Um, so I've been doing that and I shouldn't be, but whatever, fuck it, you know. Uh, what is it about? This is how I want to. Uh, I want to ask this question, pose it to you fucking babies. What the fuck you think it is about? How come uh, um, flight attendant guy, flight attendants, why are they all gay? Right? I mean, have you ever seen a straight guy flight attendant? What is that? That's so weird. You wouldn't think it would be a job that a gay guy would gravitate towards. Like, why is that? What is it about being 30,000 feet in the air? What is it about being high up that makes you want to fuck guys? You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, they, it, it, there's no way they get up there and then they're like, wait a minute. Eh, I want to fuck guys. It's they're gay. And then that's just something. But basically a, stu- a steward or a stewardess, right, is just a waiter on a fucking airplane. Kind of. And wa- all guy waiters aren't gay, but all st- all flight attendant gay guys are gay. I mean, what, 90%? I don't know. I mean, they're not all gay. I'm obviously generalizing. It's a comedy podcast, so don't crucify me. Um, but what the fuck is that? Um, they're up in the air, and they're just... You know what? Um, fuck these chicks. I'm going to... Hey, uh, Ted. You, uh... You feeling like a, like Ted's another straight flight attendant, but a beginner. Hey, Ted, you, um, ah, uh, you know what? Never mind. And then Ted's like, no, 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 what? Say it. He's like, no, 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 no. Never mind. Um, it's kind of weird. Uh, like, look at, you see that girl down there in the, uh, I think she's in row 15. She's like, it's 15 B. And Ted's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The blonde girl, the. The big uh, boobs and the thin waist, right? And he's like, yeah, you see that girl? Yeah. Well, I... 
you know what? Never mind. Never mind. And then Ted's like, no, 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 no. Say it. Say it. I, I, I want to see where you're going with this because they're both like feeling like they understand each other. And he's like, nah, all right. Well, okay. Look, this is weird. This is very weird because, but I'm just going to say it because fuck it. Right. When she boarded the plane, I thought, God damn, like she is just, I want to, I want to have sex with that girl. Right. And then, and then he says, but now that I'm looking at her and we're 30, now that I'm looking at her and we're, I'm just saying, and Ted says at the same time as the other guy says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to fuck her anymore. Right. And they're like, yeah, you'd rather go shopping with her. Yeah. Let's yeah. And then that's just how I feel like that's how it happens. Like the higher up you are, the more chance you are to be gay. Right. But then if you think about it, that's how it is, though, because when you when you're up at the in the Empire State Building up top, like you get. Like when you're up there and you look over, you you go, you're like, oh, my God, like that's you know what I mean? You're that little that shit comes out of you. You're like, oh, my God. Look at that down there. Ooh, all the people. You know what I'm saying? I think that there's some some logic to that. Like in heaven way up in heaven everybody is just women are just like come on guys please it's been so long and the guys are just like sorry <laughs> we're too high up literally with dicks in their hands just not theirs other men and they're even like we would fuck you if we were loved You think, you know, you think about that. And also, too, the more you think about it, like coal miners, guys who go underground, guys who work in like sewers. I mean, come on, dude. No gays down there. Zero gays. Only, only men who fuck. Only women. And not even just attractive women. They don't give a fuck. So not gay. Because they're so underground and they're just like, you know, the second they break above ground, they're just like, who am I, who am I fucking? And that's what hell's like down, down, way down underground under the earth. Right. You see, uh, you know, if you're a woman, don't go to hell. You know, I mean, that's your hell. You're just getting fucked every day by some fucking troglodyte. Right? Some construction worker that you don't want to really kind of have inside you. So all I'm saying is if you're a, you know, steward, you're probably going to be gay. If you're not gay already, you're going to be gay. So, and that's fine. I'm not making fun of that. Go fuck guys all day long, but do it. You're going to do it on, you're going to do it on a plane. So. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm really ever saying, honestly. No. Um, so I've been, uh, I had a lot of downtime. And I've been uh, doing a lot of uh, TV watching. I, there's a new show on called uh, Cooks versus Cons. And it's on the, uh, the cooking channel. And I feel like 
they're running out of shit. Like they did Iron Chef 47 times and then they did Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives and Dorks 75. There's a million. It's on all day. And then there's like other ones like Barefoot Contessa, which is like weird as shit. And then they used to have Paula Deen, but not anymore because she said the N-word. Uh, it's crazy though, by the way, you can, that you can say one word and then that's it for you. (laughs) Like, that's actually amazing that there's one word. If you have a job, you have a job. And then if you say one word now, I granted, I know it's an awful racist word, but there's a word you can say where you don't have the job anymore. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fucking amazing that you can just say one word and your life is different. It's magic. It's fucking magic, actually. That's the magic word. It changes your life for the worst. Just don't say it. But, yeah, it's pretty amazing that there is a word that can fucking change your life. And it's not presto. And it's not abracadabra. It's the N-word. Or it's a lot of other words, too, you know? I mean, you, if you say, you know, you know, ra- racial slurs or any kind of bigoted term, you can just get fired as shit. Um, but yeah, so there's the word, there's the word, there's the show crooks and versus cons. And basically they have four chefs, quote unquote chefs. And there's a judge. There's always, by the way, there's always too many judges on the, I've now I've done one of these shows. I was on beat Bobby Flay and there's just too many judges. I was one of the judges. And then there was also another judge. You need one judge on these shows, but, and also you have, you have Bobby Flay. There's just one, there's too many. Okay. Now I, I know granted. I was the quote-unquote, even though I'm not that famous, I was the celebrity judge of that one fucking show. And then there was the actual food person that was good at it. Um, uh, and so she kind of would let, let me – she was a Food Network star already. And she was kind of telling me what what was what. Um, but – because I didn't know what the fuck I was saying. But uh, there's there's like three or four judges on this Crooks versus versus cons and then there's a host who's also kind of a judge in himself there's just too many it's like fucking 12 angry men only cooks versus cons version the food 12 12 hungry men (laughs) so um so i'm now i'm uh watching this show and there's four cooks right and but two of them are not cooks Two of them are professional cooks, and one of them – I'm sorry, and two of them are, are cons, meaning not convicts. They're not fucking – they don't work at prison – in prisons. But they have um, – they're like other things. They're like a school teacher or like a fucking banker that just, I guess, know either know how to cook or learn how to cook for the show. I don't know. And it's up to the judges to decide – first of all, somebody wins with the best dishes – and then, but it's up to them to decide which, uh, um, what do you call it? Which uh, uh, person is, is the cook, and which which persons are the are the Kong are the cons? And so it's. And by the way, I don't know if it's because I'm a comedian and like I know how to like. I feel like comedians are really good at reading people because you have to read audiences and you have to know what they're into and what they're not into. It is so fucking easy to tell immediately who the cooks and the cons are. It's not hard at all. I feel like they get hung up on the tasting of it shit. By the way, cooking shows are so weird that they're so successful because you can't fucking taste the shit. Food is a tasting based experience. 
I mean, if you said to aliens, hey, we're going to put on a show and they're going to have, you know, you're going to we're going to show how to cook the food and then we're going to show people eating the food. And then that's the show. The aliens would be like, does it pleasure your taste buds? And you'd be like, no, you just watch it. And they'd be like, annihilate planet Earth. It just it just doesn't make sense, uh, really. But it but but I watch it all day long when I'm in Toronto. And it's so easy, dude. It'll be like, like it, it. Besides the fact that they 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 look the people who aren't cooks, they they shuffle around like they don't know a kitchen. And then the chefs, the actual chefs, are like, "Bada bam, bam!" You got the thing, got bam, bam, move it, bam, bam, bam. They're sweating. They're like, bam, 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 bam. They got a lot of shit on the line. But the guy who's a yoga instructor is just like calmly moving around. Like, if I lose, fuck it. Who cares? I'm not a cook. I have no no bragging rights. I mean, granted, they win money and they all want to win the money, but. But it's so easy to tell. Like at the end, like at the uh, during the tasting thing, they're like, so what would you have here? And one of the guys is like, well, I made a trout with a bechamel sauce uh, and mixed with a white wine infusion. And I turned it over. Uh, it's upside down. So there's a little bit of a crisp on the bottom, which ends up being the top, uh, which is very unorthodox in a trout dish. Uh, and I toppled it off with some carrots uh, dipped in curry. If you wish, it's off on the side. And the curry is a little bit less spicy than normal curry because I didn't want it to overpower the trout. And they'll be like, hmm, very interesting. Okay. And then they'll be like to the second guy, and what do uh, you have here? And he'll be like, I made one cookie. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's the con. I made one cookie. I have an m M&M in it. And they're like, mm. and then they're like, okay, chefs or uh, okay, judges, uh, who's the cook and who's the con? And they're like, you know, I really like, they, they just like fucking think about it too much. They're like, I really like the, um, the sauce and I loved how you had the white wine reduction and the crispy part was okay. But you know what? Uh, I just don't think that the carrots um, really uh, played nicely with the curry. So I'm going to go ahead and say you're not an actual cook because I liked the cookie. Uh, it had one M&M in it. And although I would like to have more m M&M, and I think the ratio in M&M to cookie was good. So I'm going to say that you, uh, what, what was your name again? My name is Steven. Okay. I think you're the cook. And Steven's like, and they're like, well, Steven, are you a cook or a con? And Steven's like, I shed it. Oh, he's the, oh, he's a con. Yeah. He's actually, is he a giraffe in a human suit? Yeah, I'm a giraffe. I learn how to speak. <sniffs> ah, shit. I made a cookie. I'm a cookie me. I'm a cookie made in giraffe. I'm a giraffe and make a cookie. <sniffs> and I shed it. And they're like, oh, God. Oh. And the other guy is a five-star Michelin restaurant owner. It's like, come on, guys. Just look at the guys shuffle around in the kitchen. I made a cookie. I put a, a, an amanamana and a Pepto-Bismol. I put a Pepto-Bismol in it. 
I'm I'm a, I'm really tall though, cause I'm a giraffe. It, it's leaking down one of my four legs. <laughs> like, don't fuck with the system, cooks versus cons, and then they'll make like cook versus cons junior too, and they'll be like, who's the cook and who's the con? And they'll be like, oh, they're all actually cons because they're all seven and none of them are cooks. Bye. So I watched those shows, though, because I love to watch those shows. And I watched another show on the National Geographic um, channel. Oh, and this actually kind of pissed me off. I like National Nat Ge- I don't like when people say Nat Geo, by the way, even though that's what the channel's called. National Geographic. You say it, so you don't abbreviate. I don't like abbreviations, by the way. You call your fucking self Nat- National Geographic, that's what you call yourself. Call yourself Nat Geo. If that's your fucking thing, call yourself that. When people say oh, it's, it's sports are the worst, Diamondbacks, hey, you're the Diamondbacks or you're the D-backs? If you're the D-backs, never say Diamondbacks. Hate that. Sesh instead of session. Nah, jump off a bridge. Uh, so they had this thing called T-Rex autopsy. And every time I saw it, when it went to commercial break, I thought it said T-Rex auto pussy. And I think that that would be the best dinosaur ever. T-Rex auto pussy. We found a dinosaur from billions and billions and trillions of years ago. That is the ultimate... Um, what do you call it? The ultimate fucking um, predator in all of Earth's history. It is the T-Rex... Auto pussy. It would fuck anything it could find. It would put it in its pussy and automatically fuck it. The T-Rex auto pussy. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. So, um, anyway. Every, and every time it would go to commercial break, I would see it and, and I would say out loud by myself, T-Rex auto pussy. I watched the whole thing, and it was one of those things. You know when you turn, when you're just kind of lou- lounging in bed, and it and something comes on, and you're like, "Huh, this looks kind of interesting," and you're watching it, and then, and then, uh, and then you're like, been watching it for a while, and you're like, "How fucking long is this?" It was like eight days long. So I was watching it. I was watching it. Sorry, fixing the mic here. I was watching it, and uh, it they basically got this uh, T-Rex. It's so dumb because they were like, oh, uh, never in history has anyone ever found uh, a T-Rex body all intact. And, like, no shit. No shit. No shit. Because they were around 15 million years ago, and all things decompose in fucking 25 minutes. Okay? Not really, but you know what I mean. When it comes to Earth's timeline, we are in the millionth, millionth percent. Um, millions of particles inside us that are inside all of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, they basically had the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs roam the Earth in the millionth percentage of what is known as the Earth's timeline in a year. I watch Cosmos and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. There's so many time periods in that shit. They're like, in the if dinosaurs were alive, 
they would be alive in the millionth percentage, in the millionth month, in the millionth time period. December 31st millionth, in the millionth particles. And you're like, and you're like, and you're literally like, I'm getting smarter. But you're not. You're getting dumber. Um, it's so amazing, though. So, so I'm watching. That was a neck crack, by the way. So then I, now I'm watching um, this auto pussy thing. And uh, by the way, if you just turned in, tuned in now, that's the best part. So I'm watching this auto pussy thing. And, uh, and I'm watching it. And they, they, so they're like, nobody's ever found a T-Rex intact, which is obvious. They've only found some fossils, which even then they don't find them all together. They find them. They find like a little bit of a jawbone and some fucking large bald dork is in like North Africa in the middle of nowhere, dehydrating his ass off. And he's like, I found something. And it's like the size of his fucking dick. And, and it's, and, and he's like jizzing his pants and they all have bad, they all have bad teeth. It doesn't matter where they're from. They get there and they have bad teeth and they're like, this is really amazing because we found something from the Spinosaurus and this is an actual mandibula. It's from the mandibula. It's an actual and they show you it and it's the size of your fucking nail. And so uh, I say large bald dork because dork, any dork, I'm a dork. Any dork that I say dork like if you're so passionate about whatever the fuck you do and I'm a dork obviously about stand up. But large bald because they're in the fucking north they're in North Africa in the middle of the desert and they're wearing all tan. Why why can't you wear anything but only tan in in North Africa? Has anybody worn like I feel like I feel like here's the thing. If you're white, if you're of a whiter hue, you know, a beige hue, you only wear tan. But if you're black or you know, if you're of a brown hue, you wear straight up hot pink. Like that's how I feel. And you know, it's obviously not right, but that's how I feel. Like any black guy I've seen on TV in Africa, he's wearing hot fucking pink. And every any white guy, he's dressed like uh, Sean Connery and Medicine Man. <laughs> so, um, so now uh, I don't know where the fuck I'm going, but but they had this show and they 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 um, they recreated a T Rex. The, the 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 team recreate this team this crazy fucking they they made a T Rex like out of you know, I don't know, uh, prosthetics and makeup and shit. And it's incredible. It's the size that an actual T-Rex would be. And of course they took some liberties. I mean, maybe, you know, some of the T-Rexes, I mean, maybe some of the, they don't know everything about the T-Rex, but they know like a lot about it. Like they know about the bones, obviously because of fossils and they think they know about the skin and they think that they have feathers and shit, which I didn't know, but you know, the eyes and stuff that I think they took some liberties and shit, but you know, they were like, this is you know, close enough. And so they made this T-Rex and it's, and then they have these four, I guess they're all scientists in different areas and they like cut it open and it's called T-Rex auto pussy. And, and they cut open this, this fucking T-Rex and it's gross as shit. Like it's how it would, it looks like how it would be. And, uh, and I watched this thing, but it was annoying because they were like, Oh, you know, they never found T-Rexes. We never found a T Rex, and then and then they would and then they would go right to. They'd say that in the beginning of every commercial break, like right when it would come back. Come back, but then they would be like, 
So since we found this T-Rex, you know, I had no idea it was going to be like this. And then you t- – and I'm a smart person when it comes to shit like that. Even I would be like, wait, is this – did they find it or is this real? But then obviously I'd be like, well, obviously it's not fucking real. I would, you'd hear about that the second it came out. You wouldn't have to wait till fucking National Geographic would show you. But it came out in like 2015. This was a rerun. Like this is not how I would learn it, right? But it was the acting was so bad. Some of the guys were so bad, but some of them were good. There was this fucking either I can't remember now if it was British or Australian. But he's not. It was. I guess it was British. Maybe I don't remember. I know it's a totally different accent, but he was like killing it. He was like, let's pop the eye out and fucking look at the ocular nerve. Um, but it and then, oh, this is why I'm telling the story. So then I go to like Google it, obviously. To look. And the number one question is, where did they find the T-Rex for the Nat Geo show? Like, come on, fucking idiots. You, you know? It's free cunt. You can be as stupid as you want to, but come on, dude. Are only six-year-olds Googling shit? They didn't find a fucking T-Rex. They made it. But they were, they really tried to sell it. They were like, what? It's pregnant? And you're like, it was pregnant when they died, when it died. And I'm an idiot. I'm like, oh, wait, what? Well, no, 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 it wasn't. They made it. They made the baby in the thing. Obviously, they constructed all of it. You guys, you got to get on this MeUndies train. All right? I got these MeUndies underwear, and they're awesome. Pride, you understand pride starts on the inside. So celebrate yourself with MeUndies, okay? That's what you got to do. And you got to do it because MeUndies makes the ultimate feel-good undies. And they got free shipping right to your door. Satisfaction guarantee. Dude, I wear MeUndies all the time. They're amazing underwear. They're designed in L.A., Every pair of MeUndies is made with micromodal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. That's three times softer than cotton. Now, think about how you, when you put cotton up to your face and it's nice, put these underwear up to your face, game over. You'll wear these underwear on your face. That's how comfortable they are. Their soft, stretchy undies come in an ever-changing array of colors and patterns, which is very cool because they're unique. Whatever your style is, they've got something for you. I'm telling you. If you're a dad, they got something for you. If you're a kid, they got something for you. You T-Rex? They got something for you. I don't know if they have your size if you're a T-Rex, but maybe if you're a baby T-Rex. MeUndies believes in people feeling good and, be- and being themselves. So that's great. MeUndies is putting their money where their underwear is during Pride Month. For every pair of special edition Celebrate Undies you buy during Pride, MeUndies will donate $1 to the Los Angeles LGBT Center. And that's awesome, man. Good for MeUndies for uh, supporting the LGBT Center. And if you need another reason to try MeUndies, they're offering 20% off off your first pair and a satisfaction guarantee that you'll love them or your money back. Just visit our URL, MeUndies.com slash congrats. Head to MeUndies today and pick up a pair of special edition Celebrate Undies. You'll not only get a discount on awesome undies, you'll be donating to an amazing cause. Check out MeUndies.com slash congrats today. You understand? Ah. Lyft. You guys do Lyft? You got to do Lyft. Lyft believes that being a ride-sharing driver should be fun. If you're having a good time, so are the passengers. Only Lyft 
offers in-app tipping. When you're when you drive for Lyft, you keep 100% of the tips. 100%. You don't have to split the tips. Drivers have been paid over 150 million in tips since the feature was introduced. Experts, uh, <clears throat> sorry about that. Express Pay lets drivers get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks. Lyft has even taken the guesswork out of pickups. The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. You can earn hundreds of dollars a week plus tips. You want to make more money? Drive more. It's never been easier to give yourself a raise. You can do it yourself. You want to raise? Drive more. It's a simple formula. Happy drivers mean happy passengers. Maybe that's why nine out of Lyft rides get a perfect five-star rating. So join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lift.com slash congrats today and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's lift.com slash congrats. Lift.com slash congrats. Limited time only. Terms apply. Go. I'm chilling, babies. We're all chilling. Oh, we're all chilling. So... I don't know. You know, in Toronto, there's a lot of beautiful women. There really are. Um, naturally. There's a lot of naturally beautiful women, but then also they got a lot of plastic surgery, man. Like, I, I, I was talking to some guy from Toronto, and he was like, yeah, well, L.A. I was at his restaurant. He was like, yeah, well, L.A., you know, there's a lot of plastic surgery girls. And I was like, bro, there's a lot in Toronto, man. He was like, well, there are, yeah, but you do have the natural-looking girls. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, you do. But, man, some of these girls with the lips, bro. Oh, what's up? It's so weird, like, being in a time where plastic surgery is like – I mean, dude, my buddy was like, look at this chick. She's from Toronto, and he showed me pictures of this one girl. And then he was like, I found out what she used to look like, and she looked nothing like that. It's crazy. You can do that. And you, they look hot now, and it's fucking weird because they're all – looking the same right they get that little perky nose and they get the bigger lips and they get their fucking brows done and they're some of them get their cheeks done and their fucking jaws you know i don't know but they're all looking they look the same you can tell when a girl gets a lot of plastic surgery done because they look the same they look like they're from stephen king's sleepwalkers and it's weird man i don't know uh why they uh I don't know what the hell that, that that addiction is. It's definitely an addiction, though. And then you see the, the girls that, and then the, and then the girl that does that is also friends with other girls that do that. And then they all look like fucking sneeches. And they're all chilling out like sneeches at a fucking restaurant eating appetizers. It's fucking crazy. We're gonna live by the year, and I don't even think it's that far off. By the year two thousand, it oh by borrow by the year two thousand twenty-five, everyone's gonna look fucking the same. There's gonna be chicks and guys are gonna be like, uh. I don't really care who I go out with, I guess, as long as they're nice. They all look the same, and I guess, well, you know, maybe it'll good, be good because maybe people will fucking then, guys will be less shallow and just be like, oh, well, I'll just fucking like a girl for what, who she is. <laughs> but then that'll fuck up the whole Dubai trip thing. That'll fuck up Instagram, you know what I mean? If all girls look the same, then they're going to have to get, you know, I'm talking about the fucking... The hook jobs, right? The fucking uh, escort services where girls pretend like they're not doing it, but they're doing it. That's going to, that, that, that business is going to be gone. 
because there's just going to be so many. Girls will fly to Dubai for fucking $20 and a fucking Kendrick Lamar CD. You know? Um, so, yeah, maybe it's a good thing, dude. Maybe it's a good thing. You know, we'll lose a lot of characteristics and shit in, in, in the body and face for, for humans. Because guys will do it, too. But, um, yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be, a, it'll be good. Because now we'll have to learn love people for who they are. And fly them to Dubai for not so much fucking money. Guys will be, you know, have more money. What these girls got to realize that what they're doing is they're fucking it up for, for all the girls. Individually, they're making it good, but as a whole, they're ruining the marketplace for fucking hook jobs, for that escort life. Right? I don't know. I'm just trying to fucking help. I'm really just trying to help. Really trying to fucking help. Guys, I got a new, I got a new, I got new clothing for you. Five, four. Looking good doesn't need to cost a fortune. Five, four club is revolutionizing the way men shop. You understand that? It's, it's, it's revolutionizing it. Each month they send you a curated box of two to three items that are handpicked to match the current season and your style. Now they've done it for me. They sent me stuff. I, it's legit cool. I mean, I'm wearing it. It's comfortable. It's awesome. Been walking around Toronto looking for tings with this sh- these shirts and pants on. They've been helping men with fashion for over 15 years and to ship to over 100,000 men every every month. That's what they do. They know what they're doing. So if you don't, that's okay. And I do. I feel like I do know what I'm doing, but I still let them sh- ship it to me. 5-4 Club will help you build your wardrobe one month at a time. And then it's cool because you have all a bunch of stuff. You end up having a bunch of things that you can wear whenever you want to because – when you look good, you feel good. It's a fact. All right? You get $120 worth of clothes for just $60 a month. Uh, you can pause or cancel anytime. There's no commitment, so that's cool if you're a little bit jumpy or nervous a- about it. And as 5-4 Club member, you will also receive up to 50% of items in their online shop and access to exclusive members-only items, free shipping, and sizing changes. Go to 54club.com right now and enter promo code CONGRATS, and they'll give you 50% of your first month's package plus a free pair of sunglasses. That's 50% off your first package at 5-4 Club, spelled F-I-V-E-F-O-U-R-C-L-U-B.com. If you don't know how to spell, go school. That's the promo code. I'm sorry. And then, and then the promo code is congrats. Okay. So you go to go to five, four club.com. Spell it out. F I V E F O U R C L U B.com promo code. Congrats. All right. Uh, now that was three ads and I didn't do any in the beginning because I had three in the middle. Now, if any of you are thinking about, Oh, you know what? I didn't like when he talked about five four. I didn't like when he talked about MeUndies. I didn't know, like when he when he ta- when he talked about all the other ones. Because here's why: because I'm selfish, and I don't want to have to listen to ads. Because I want to just listen to the show. Now, what I want you to understand is, I'm doing it. All right, you literally want free content and you don't want me to back up the fucking Brinks truck. Gotta make money. That's how it is. 
If you worked a nine to five, would you want to work it for free? Would you want to not get paid that day? Nah. Hey, do you always want Brinks trucks to go forward? Because I don't. I'm trying to back up the fucking Brinks truck, dude. Fill my garage, babies. Or else I'm not doing it. I love what I do. I love stand-up. Would I do this podcast for free? Maybe eight times. Not 17. And this is the 17th time, my babies. So help me back up the Brinks truck. I should just do one with only ads. And then be like, you welcome. You welcome. These motherfuckers want some fucking crazy shit for free. You don't get shit free, babies. Unless, you know, you're like really fucking, you're a real hot chick. Then you get a lot of free shit. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. As for today, uh, the rest of the day, I'm chilling. I'm having fun doing the movie I'm doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm having real, a lot of fun. It's a drama, which is crazy. And it's coming out, uh, later on this year, I believe. Um, oh, I did ADR, which is uh sound work. For those of you that don't know what ADR is, you go in and sometimes you record your lines over, uh, for the a movie or a TV show you did for this movie that I did coming out on Netflix called little evil. And it looks really fucking funny. It's called little evil. It's with, um, Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly and then a bunch of other people are in it and I'm one of those people and um, it's funny it's like a horror comedy uh, and it's coming out on Netflix in the next few months so be on the lookout for that called Little Evil you can put it in your queue and also Man on Fire is coming out soon uh, in like a month so look at look up that put that in your queue you can do that as well uh, Chris D'Elia Man on Fire um, and uh, um, I'm going to look at some hashtags here it's it's time for the uh, congratulations pod hashtag. See who came to system. Let's see who came to system today, dude. Congratulations pod. Let's see who came to system, my babies. Um, all right. How do you meet your openers? How do you meet your openers? Uh, this is from Aaron, which is at it's Miller time oh seven. Um. Okay, if your last name is Miller, Aaron, then okay. But if your last name is not Miller, eh, eh, change it. Um, how did you meet your opener? He was hilarious opening for you in North Carolina. Gaming in the system. Congratulations, Pod. Um, you know, I uh, I meet my openers. She's talking about Mike Linochi, but uh, who is very funny. I've met my uh, – I have a, a few openers that I do sometimes. And uh, Craig Conan, Jason Collings, Dean Del Rey. Uh, I meet them just doing the circuit in Los Angeles, and uh, I, if I like the guy and if I like their work ethic, I'll bring him with me. Uh, and they they got to be a good hang, you know. Otherwise, I, I don't want to hang out with some fucking with with people that I wouldn't hang out with. Because when you're in places like North Carolina, you don't want you know, and you have nothing to do and you don't know people there. You know, you can only sit at a coffee shop alone for so long until you want to fucking make fun of somebody, and that's how I get my opener. So thanks, Aaron. Um, Jordan is my name at Jor seven fifty. Not bad, not bad. Crystalia, are you friends with the Workaholics cast? Congratulations, Pod Gaming the System. I suppose I suppose he's asking me that because I uh, did an episode of Workaholics called "To Catch a Predator," uh, where I played child molester, Topher the child molester, and uh, yeah, I'm friends with the guys. They're great. Um, 
and uh, they're awesome. I like them a lot, and they have a new movie called out called Game Over Man coming out on Netflix. And Adam hosted the uh, MTV Movie Awards, I believe it was. Yeah, Movie Awards, and he killed it. The guy's fucking so funny. They're all they're actually all so funny. They're and they're great guys. Um, oh, here's a good question, Mario Partenope at BF Five. I don't know. It, I, I, I need to know a little bit more about that name. Otherwise, change it. Uh, what's your take on this CISO TV network featuring the work of comedians? Uh, I, I, dude, I think any any company that's putting out specials are awesome. Now, granted, there are so many specials nowadays. Like, I mean, fucking, you do open mic for four minutes and you get a special. But it's good, man. The cream still fucking rises to the top. People see the good ones. And uh, I think there are some great ones on CISO. I know some great comedians that uh, have done it on um, uh, 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 CISO. Dan Levy, Big J, you know, these fucking guys are funny. Uh, Brody Stevens has one that's coming out. Um, I actually think Brody came up to me the other day. I love Brody. He's one of my favorite comedians to watch. And he was like, hey, man, I mentioned you twice on stage on my special. And I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And he was like, he's so paranoid about everything. He was like, because we're friends. Brody and I are fucking good buddies. He was like, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I just, I I, I, I was saying how he was like, I, I, I gave you like a compliment, but I'm worried that people would think I'm making fun of you. I was like, you, who fucking, who gives a shit? You are making fun of me. That's awesome. I love Brody. Always paranoid. Um, so. Anyway, um, I, wh- by the way, when you send me pictures on congratulations pod hashtag, like I, how am I supposed to do that? Like, Hey, what do you think of this? And then a picture of like a dog. I can't fucking, what am I going to describe it? What am I going to fucking do? Understand me? How am I supposed to do it? Let's go to the latest tweets. Uh, this, this person just wrote, kiss me. Super weird. And the, what do you call it? Avatar is Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, with an elongated neck in Photoshop. So, no, I won't kiss Benedict Cumberbatch in an over, in a, um, with a long neck. Hey, uh, Katy Perry did, uh, you know, everyone was actually, people, sometimes people don't have shit to talk about. Katy Perry did the fucking thing on Saturday Night Live and she sounded great. And everyone was like making fun of her because she did some silly fucking moves. Who gives a fuck? It didn't look that weird to me. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm the weird one. But everyone was like, oh, man, how about all the memes and shit? Um, like, when your white friend comes over and there's black people there, and then she did the moves. Like, whatever. She looked like a white girl doing the moves, but she's a fucking white girl. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to fucking hip-hop it up, and that was a little a little bit weird. But, like, she's fucking uh, Katy Perry. I fucking think she's talented, man. I know I make fun of the 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 Met Gala dress she had on, but she, she got some fucking pipes on her and she's a, a great performer. Am I wrong about this? And yeah, it's pop music, but there needs to be pop music. She fucking kills pop music. Um, I, I thought she was fucking good. My buddy sent it to me. He's like, look at this. It's crazy. And I was like, yeah, it's good. I don't know. I just like, I don't know. It looks like she, she fucking cares about it and wants to do it. So I like it. And she's got some fucking, Pizzipes, man. How's that for fucking hip-hopping it up? I'll hip-hop it up all day long, too. I don't give a shit. I'll hip-hop it in your fucking face. So, yeah. Um, by the way, I just did... I'm doing this podcast. I just did... I hit the gym, and I came back. I'm naked as shit. I know I said I was naked last time I did the podcast, and now, I'm, now I don't even have underwear on. Straight up dick flopping out, just kicking it. 
I had a robe on, took it off. That's how fucking keeping it real I am doing this podcast. And I'm just in a ho- hotel room, and it's a nice as shit hotel room. I'm very lucky, as DJ Khaled would say, bless up. And I'm just staring at a coffee maker that I've never used because I like to go out and get coffee because I'm all about the coffee experience. And I'm around so many jeans right now because I bought a bunch of jeans. And I've got the 5-4 stuff that they sent me. Bless up, man. DJ Khaled. Another one. I look at my jeans and I go like this. Another one. And then I look at another one and I go, another one. And then I put it on and I go, another one. Um, I don't really have... Let's see. Let's look at a few more gaming systems. And then we'll be done. I love that you guys are listening to me, my babies. And I'm happy. Right? That sounded so insecure. I'm happy, right? You can't say right. In um... Oh, here's a good one. Act- oh, whoa. Uh, I don't know what the fuck this person's name is here, but it's at at Richie DeGraff. And their other thing, when you know this, the name is like R asterisk asterisk H D asterisk 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 F asterisk 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 asterisk. Oh my god, you can't say that twice. Uh, he says at, he says at did the fact. That you never drink ever make you feel socially awkward at any events, points in your life. Yes, I don't drink. I never have. And some people know that about me because I mention it every now and then. Uh, and I do that because it's me and I want people to know that. But um, yeah, hell yeah, man. Fuck yeah. I felt uh, in my head during parties all the time. I used to until I did stand up. And then when you bomb in front of fucking 350 people a few times, you don't give a shit about anything else. You literally have a superpower in in, in situations like parties because you, you're like, oh, what? Somebody's going to think I'm not funny? Who gives a fuck? I've bombed in front of 400 people. I love how the number keeps getting higher and higher as I keep going. I bombed in front of 550 people. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter to me. Oh, you're not going to laugh at me at a party? Really? I've bombed in front of 4,000 people. Um, No, I never bombed in front of 4,000 people. I would fucking take my life if I did that. Holy fuck. How fucking horrible would that be? Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it used to make me feel... I remember I was at a party once. I was at a party once. Uh, I broke up with a girl. I was like 22. This was before I did stand-up. I broke up with a girl and my buddy, my, my best friend, Ryan, who I talk about in my new special coming out here, Man on Fire, June 27th. June 27th, only on Netflix. Uh, he uh, brought me to a party, and there was this girl there. I thought she was really cute, and I literally was like, how do I talk to this girl? And she was making jokes and stuff, and I was like, I, I made a cookie. I got an M&M in that. And uh, I was like, I literally just like tapped out. I was like, I, I'm, I can't do it. And that has never happened ever since I do stand-up, because who gives a fuck what people think? Because I bombed in front of uh, 157 quadrillion aliens. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it was, but, yeah. So, yeah, it definitely made it awkward. Like, you know, that was the time where I was like, oh, I want to, you know, and I wouldn't like, oh, I want to drink, but, oh, drinking would help. And I don't, but I would purposely not do it because I was like, if I don't drink now, then the next time it'll be easier. If I don't drink now, then the next time it'll be easier uh, to not drink. I won't be as awkward. Just get through this shit. Fucking grow up. I never really was curious about alcohol, though. I never really cared. You know? 
I never thought like, oh, what's it like to be so drunk? Um, by the way, you know the so, so insecure or so dumb or so drunk shit that I do? The first time I ever did it was with my brother so long ago. I was like 24. Not the first time we ever did it, but the first time it became a thing was one time we were hanging out with uh, a buddy of ours. And he was so drunk and we went, S drunk? And we did it. But like, you, I was like, you know how you spell that? S apostrophe D-R-U-N-K. And we fucking laughed for a day, dude. And now it's definitely evolved a million times over. So there you have it. That's pretty much what I got going. And that's all I got. And my babies, you're great. Um, so that's it. I think I'm going to go explore Toronto. Rana. I'm going to go explore Rana. I'm going to take a shower because I'm sweaty because I took a shower. I mean, because I worked out. Oops, said something wrong. Definitely, definitely trailing off here. Uh, but I got upcoming show dates at crystalia.com. Go over there. And uh, I got uh, new, uh, I got that new emoji shirt, which is the artwork on my uh, Congratulations Podcast shit. Uh, you can get it at the store. Get it from congratulationspod.com or store.crystalia.com. And it's a cool way to support my podcast. And it's a really good shirt. It's like high quality. I don't. It's not that fucking shitty stuff. It's made in Los Angeles. I, I, you know, I like to keep it real and make it like nice. I'm, I don't fucking the cool shirts. Get that motherfucker. Uh, tweet at me at uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, hashtag congratulations pod. Uh, rate and review the show, guys, babies. You got to help me out. If you're a fucking true baby, you got to go review the show and rate it on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Help a motherfucker out, or you're not really a true baby. You're not in my cult. You're not in the fucking baby cult. And Man on Fire, June 27th. Man on Fire, June 27th. That's my special. Go put it in your queue right now. You got a lot of call to act. You got a lot of action to do right now. And if you're a true fucking, you know, you true, you true or you're not true? Anyway, Chris, Crystalia up here in Toronto, fucking still looking for rude boys and things, chilling real hard, some days off, but also no, day, never, no days off. You know what I mean? How they hashtag it on Instagram. Just living life. And uh, thank you for fucking listening to my show 17 times. For those of you that have listened to every episode, tweet at me. I want to hear about that. I want to hear if you've listened to every episode. I will retweet you. Probably. Okay? Hit me up, babies. You guys are great. Thanks. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs>